podcasting from inside the stash. I'm Jenny. I'm Nicole. And this is Stash and Burn. Hello. Hello. So we thought we wouldn't be able to record before baby check arrived, but we decided to sneak one last <laughs> podcast in. We are recording on February 21st. I will probably post this in a little bit, because since I just posted last week, I'll probably post this um, next maybe week. next week. Week. Next week. Yeah, That's early cool. March. But, um, and maybe by then we'll, we'll have some news to bring to you. <laughs> but we wanted God, to talk. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> so your due date is the 25th? Is yeah. Is that what they yeah. told you? Yeah. Um, and so really any day now. Yeah, pretty Come, much. Hopefully not a 42-week baby. Oh, my God. <laughs> I cannot even imagine what that would be like. I never take the story. I shouldn't. Well, whatever. I don't quite <laughs> believe this story, but a friend of the family's, her daughter, who is my age, was born allegedly four weeks late. To which I said, come on, like, didn't the doctors just miscalculate yeah, or something? Yeah. She's, the mother swears, no. She it exactly times out that she, this kid, was in there for 44 weeks. That's scary. Right? Yeah. I don't think that they would never let that happen, though. I don't think so. All right. So hopefully, 44 weeks not happening to you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, one reason we wanted to record was Jenny got a bunch of nice Ravelry shower gifts, and we wanted to sort of talk about it. And oh, my God. It was like, I cannot even believe all this, all these, these adorable, cute, cute, cute things. Tiny, <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Um, I just, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm still like in disbelief at this, the stuff people knit. It's amazing. Um, I got this beautiful taupe and kind of seafoam green dress came, that came from Finland. It came from Finland from uh, uh, Violet or Vi Zero Let um, Ravelry. Yeah. Oh my God! Incredible. It's very Scandinavian. Yes. I can't wait, and and I'm glad that like, yeah. I mean, they're very cool colors. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Uh, very cool. Yeah. Very much so. And uh, that I got that Molly sweater. Oh again. yeah, May, uh, Miley. Is I it Miley? I think that's how you say that. Miley. M A I L E. Okay. That's with a it. matching hat. Mm-hmm. Just so cute. It's a little raglan sweater with a uh, lace leaf detail in yeah. the raglan. Yeah. It's so adorable. And that is from uh, Brown Curls Liesel, who and we met before. Yeah. At a Stitches long ago. <laughs> it was so pretty. Such <laughs> yeah, a pretty it's like a lavender yeah. color. Kind of like a speckly lavender. And like a baby poncho. Oh, that was like hood. so adorable. Is it, what color is that? I can't remember. Is it's it kind that? of greeny. Oh, the yeah, green one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a yeah. drops pattern. Yeah. That came from Lynn T. Simple Kelly. Yeah, it's adorable. Oh, and a, a set of two hats from um, Jane Braverman. And one was like, it's a black cotton hat with like the garland right. of flowers yes. around it. And each flower is, like, made separately and sewn in. I mean, it was, like, insane. Wow. It was beautiful. It was sewn in. I think so, mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Um, and Jane has the Ravatar knitter. And I'm like, how did you... Did everybody just think that that was taken? And so she just got it. 
And a really cute pink bunny hat with a little bunny oh, tail on it. Yes. Oh. Um, I also got this super cute kind of hot pink multicolored hat with like the scalloped color thing at the bottom mm -hmm. and then like stripes on the top. And that was made by Gail of the Yarniacs podcast. Which was adorable. It's really adorable. I want that hat. And that pattern, I don't think I wrote down the name of the pattern because it changed its name from the time mm -hmm. that she first, when she was making it to when, um, I don't know, to when she was talking about the next time. But um, I'll try to link it in the show notes because I believe it's a free pattern on Ravelry and I believe the sizes go up to an adult size. Yeah, I think I did see an adult size hat. It's really cute. Yeah. It's got, yeah, scallop color work on the bottom and then kind yeah. of plain on the top. Like a solid scallop on mm -hmm. the bottom. Um, and then Quilt Nut made me a really adorable striped gnome hat. <laughs> and I've met Quilt Nut. She came to my house for the sash sale. That's right. Yeah. Just adorable. And then, like, the tiered baby coat. Uh -huh. It's like this pink with, like, sparkles. Yeah, that is beautiful. Yeah. Was that... Um, it's Goldie Girl. Goldie Girl, right. It's really very cute. Um... And an unusual pink. It's like a, almost like a light red, I would call it, more than a pink or a melon. It's kind of like guava color. It's like a hot, it's like watermelon colored. Yeah. It's but really like beautiful. a little bit lighter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not quite red. Yeah. Um, and then, oh my God, Tangled Thread. Who is uh, the person who started this whole... Insane! Insane! This is my favorite. It's so awesome. There is like this super cute shawl collared sweater. Uh, yeah, sweater for like a newborn. Mm -hmm. And with all of these, they're like all Buffy themed. They're, like, they're all Joss, Joss themed. themed. They're all Joss themed. Yeah. And then like this brown cardigan. For brown coat. And uh, right. the bunny stuffy with the Anya quote. <laughs> I'm like, the bunny stuffy. So I had a two-year-old come visit me, mm -hmm. and I was showing her mom all the stuff that people made, and and the brown bunny was snatched away. <laughs> the two-year-old was like, mine! <laughs> she also snatched away the sunflower rattle. Oh, yes. And was a, like, mine! That was a plants versus zombies thing. And, and like, her mom was like, not yours. And she was really sad. <laughs> When, uh, see, who made that sunflower rattle? That was, oh, uh, uh, Sam Sara Knitter, and she, um, when she posted about it in the thread, she's like, do you think Jenny would like this? I was like, are you kidding? <laughs> of course she would. I'm, like, still playing Plants vs. Zombies. Are you? Yeah. I'm sure, yeah. Carol thinks there's something wrong with my brain. <laughs> I found on my iPhone that I had downloaded a phone version of Katamari Damachi, uh, the which I was playing like five or six years ago. <laughs> I was like, ooh, I should play this again. Um, and then Kathy Knits 43. Oh, yeah, I love oh, this. Oh, the favorite hat. Oh, Adrian's favorite, favorite hat, hat right? This, yeah, John's favorite hat for Adrian. Um, and Kathy knit um, one for Baby Check, and it's a magenta color, and yeah. it's a really cute hat. I will also link to that pattern on Ravelry. It's a, I think, a $4 Ravelry download um it's really it was it's really adorable it's got a little eyelet pattern and then it has this curly these curly cues on yeah. the top um but so cute and then um 
Oh my god, this Angora set is like insane. It's like a baby Angora bolero. Is this the hat and matching booties? And it's the fluffiest, like pettable Angora. Like it's so soft. Twin scent Jan, Jan's Jan's um scent that. Um yeah, it's so soft and such a great color, right? It's like an orange. It's kind of gold. Ooh, that would be a good color for my daddy. picture of that oh, um so beautiful and then i got this little pink and brown striped kicky baby skirt oh, from yeah. twin set jam oh, no, no no that's from uh, central, central coast, coast knits. knits sorry um but it's super cute and then this like mauve hat with a big bow on the side oh, yeah, it's super it's cute. So cute that's from cowl girl um and then there's a few things that we that you haven't received yet, but um, so I will pre-thank um, uh, these people for whatever shall come. Um, Knit in Love, Rachel, and the Sexy Knitter, Sarah Wilson, and our friend Aaron B. from the um, Double Knit Podcast. Um, we were hoping to go to Stitches, and we decided for many reasons against it. <laughs> um, one, 40 weeks of pregnancy. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know. I'm having all the ankle leg swelling thing going on. And, yeah, I remember yeah. that. It goes away almost immediately. Okay. Good news is. Yay. <laughs> but anyway, I'm totally overwhelmed by all this stuff you guys have made for me. And I, I just thank you so much. Yeah, it was it's really awesome. kind of you. We have awesome listeners. And um, this is a really exciting time. And this baby is going to be swathed in knitwear. Yay. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. There's one thing I didn't talk about. And I can't believe I didn't talk about that. I got a blanket. Oh. With like the. Yeah, did that come to your straight to your house? No. That um, was in there. Um, that is from. Oh, did I not mark that? Where did? Here it is. Oh no, that also came from Cowgirl. That right. was the hat, and then is that a crochet blanket? I didn't no, get to see no, it. no, it's it's knitted. It's like like knitted circles. Mm-hmm. And then crayon with like an like an oatmeal colored border. Nice. And it is the most beautiful blanket. Like I it's just like every time I put it on this chair in the baby room, mm-hmm. and every time people come in they're like, "Ooh, I love that." Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That is awesome. But it it is gorgeous. It's oh. so gorgeous. I nice. love the colors. Yeah. Oh, crayon. Yeah. Is it different all different colors? All different it, colors. No, that's awesome. Yeah. That's the way to carry on, I think. I mean, carry on always shines, but I love when you can use multiple colorways of carry on. Um, so, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. Um, and everything went really smoothly as far as any... Um, I was a little worried because I had a, like packages get left on my porch, but thankfully nobody decided to steal any baby knitwear. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never know. Um, uh. Another, so kind of in lieu of stitches, when we were starting to consider not going to stitches, we went on an art fibers trip. Because we heard that Ming was going away forever. Yes, uh, or at least for a while. Until they can find a, a different mill. mill but. And I'm knitting a sweater currently in Ming, and it's such a joy to work with. Like, I, I have a feeling it will be a pilly mass of silk and merino someday. But I don't think I'm going to care because it's so cozy. Yeah. It's been such a real pleasure to work with. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's 
it'll be it'll feel great even if it doesn't always look I mean, great. It seems like it's kind of worth the experience of just knitting it. Right. right? It's really it's such a, and I think this could go for all of those sort of wool silk blends uh, singles. Right. I'm sure that it's a similar experience to knitting in um because Malabrigo has one, Manos has one. It's different though. You know, I haven't knit in the Malabrigo version, but I have knit in the Manos version. I've knit in the Malabrigo version and it's I knit that weird sherbet shawl. I <laughs> do. Uh-huh. That was Malabrigo, not Manos? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think. Because Manos, here's the difference, I think, is Manos Manos is a little bit rougher. Manos doesn't use Merino. Right. So it, you can kind of tell the difference. It probably is a little more hardy because of that. Right. But um, it it doesn't have this, like, it's not as luxuriously buttery soft. Right. Um, but a few different people have mentioned other. I think uh, three Irish girls have a version. Um, it, does Madeline Tosh? Not really. She has Pashmina, which I think stands in for that. That's applied, doesn't? But she has a single, but it's not a wool silk blend, right? Right. She has a few singles. She has the uh, merino light, and, and then air, a, and then air, and then DK merino DK, which is uh, a single, right? So I um. Anyway, I love this yarn, so Jenny and I went to Art Fibers and um, walked around for a while, talked to Roxanne, and there wasn't really, like, a for the color that I really liked, there was enough for a full sweater, but the, the cones didn't match. I think it was, I think your issue was that the, that hunter green color looked a lot like right. your um, Acer cardigan. Acer cardigan. Right, that's true. Which was like your Miss Babs. My Miss Babs. Right. Yeah, I'm going to go grab the, skin, the, the cone that I bought. Because then you ended up... So then I ended up buying that under green color. <laughs> because I'm jealous of your Bailey. I'm going to just I'm, copy you. I'm going to... I'm almost done with this sleeve of oh, Bailey. Especially after listening to Erin talk about how much she wears Bailey. Mm-hmm. I was like, huh. I think Bailey is going to really stand in for... There was this brown, very simple store-bought cardigan that I would wear all the time. And I, for some reason, got rid of it. I think it got, like, a giant hole in it that was kind of irreparable. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I also got rid of it to force myself to get a new brown cardigan or make one. And um, every once in a while, I think, I still have that brown cardigan somewhere, don't I? And I dig through and I don't. So um, I'll show you. I'll show Jenny now. So I have um, the body done, and I'm doing the sleeves. I'm adjusting the pattern to do the sleeves from the top down. And I'm almost done with the first sleeve. And I am almost completely and totally out of yarn. Uh. So it is, I actually, this my gauge was a little tighter. So my one problem for me was that my, that my row gauge was tighter. So I'm knitting far more rows. I tried to go up to sevens and I just really hated, I really didn't like the gauge on okay. sevens. So I stayed on sixes. I think it will grow right. some because of the silk content. I think right. I'll be able to block it out. So the sleeves won't be quite as close fitting as they are right now. Although uh-huh. I don't mind close fitting sleeves right. and the store bought, cardigans that I wear all have very close fitting sleeves. Right. So I'm about to do my final decrease and then knit a few more rows. And this was the, I'm using the half skein that I had left over that I was hoping to do the, um, do the, oh, this is, you're going to love this, Jenny. It's got a, um, I cord bind off. 
Okay. Or I cut, uh, applied I cord around the edge. You know what I would do if I were knitting this again? If I were, if I was in your position knitting mm-hmm. this, I would knit, knit, it in. knit it in. Knit it Just in. add the three stitches on either side and knit in the I cord yeah. um, edging because that's going to kill me. I know that's going to be the hardest part, and I'm not going to get this done for Uli too. This is definitely going to be an Uli three project now because right. it. Um, I need to go through and do that, and really all I'm going to have to do is do that and put and attach in the back. And I don't think I'm going to do pockets. Okay. Because of how I knit it a little bit shorter, hers version is 19 inches, Uh or 16 inches. It's fitting me really well. I like the fit. Um, Oh, and because I'm so dangerously low on yarn. Yeah, what are you going to do? I contacted someone who, thank God, lives in Alameda and works in downtown Oakland. And I'm buying half a skein from her, uh-huh. 73 yards, which I think will be enough to do the I-cord, which okay. is all I need. But what about the sleeve? So the for sleeve. The, the other sleeve, I have a full I have a full skein. Okay, okay. I, I, I thought have, that I'm that sorry. was all you no. had, and I was like, oh my god, I had a full skein. what are you going to do? Okay. And then I'm hoping that what's left over when I'm finished with the sleeve will finish off this right. sleeve. So the right. two sleeves will be done. Everything, everything except the I-cord, applied I-cord, will be in my original Okay. Main okay. Color, and then whatever I she gives me might have to be a little bit of the sleeve, uh-huh. and then the I cord. Yeah. So I'll have enough, and I think it will block. I'm considering when I do the I cord to work buttonholes into it. What do you think? Um. I mean, I probably won't wear it closed, but it would give me the option. So right now, if I pull it out, it meets. It meets. So, do you think that even with the I-cord, it will roll? Yes. But I think this will block pretty well. Because I, th- I think... I think the silk content will help it block pretty well. So, right now, if I don't do anything, it just hangs open in the front. Which is and I think great. it looks good that way. Mm-hmm. I th- yeah, I guess if I ever wanted to close it, I could do some other kind of closure. I feel like the style of the sweater... It's a no-closure sweater, mm-hmm. and that's kind of its advantage. Right, and I think that for me, like, I love the original Bailey with the sleeves, but for some reason, this... Um, with the pockets, you mean? Yeah, with the... I'm sorry, with the pockets. Right. Yeah, no, a sleeveless sweater. <laughs> um, which is called a vest. Um, <laughs> um, I think because I'm having it hang open, I'm not sure pockets... Would be really useful. We'll see. If I end up having yarn... If you have enough for pockets, I would just put them in. Yeah. Because you love pockets. I do. I do have the swatches, too, that I can rip out. And I think that um, pockets might also... After you block it, it Mm -hmm. might help, like, weigh the front so that they don't roll as much. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I think what I would do is finish the whole sweater without the pockets, block it... Yeah. Knit the pockets, block those separately, and then sew them on to see. And then I can always detach them. Maybe block it even before you put the I-cord on? That's not a bad idea. That will actually make it easier to do that. And then you can decide about closures. Yes. Then. So, um, but it's great. I love it. And I can tell you, with one sleeve on, um, it's nice and cozy. And so even if it pills after death. So, from this experience, Jenny was inspired to make... A, a Bailey. Bailey in Ming. Yes. And I bought some Ming in a variegated colorway. 
And there were two cones of this. Oh, and one, so one had these great pops of orange, and the other one didn't. So I could have theoretically purchased both of them, but they would have really not... It would have, I think, really shown a striping effect. Right. This, I think, is around oh, 700 it's like, yards. It's like a green... And gold and, and brown. brown, and with these pops of orange. Like a really sunny orange. Like a... No, it's Jenny's favorite word. Bittersweet orange. <laughs> and not like a rust, but like a true orange. Right. Um, maybe like the... Yeah. Um, so... But it's very subtle. It is. It's not like crazy variegated. It's very tonal. Mm-hmm. So the thing I'm thinking about for this is... The Vertex sweater, yeah. which is in the new IK. Right. That sweater is knit in a similarly composed yarn, but a fingering weight. And at a very drapey gauge. At a very drapey gauge. So I think I could knit this probably like I'm knitting it now on sixes, and I get about 20 and um, stitches to the inch. And um, it's that's an interesting, the fabric is constructed so that it, comes as a diagonal right on the back so you knit the back first and then you pick up stitches to knit each of the fronts and then and the you, sleeve caps right the sleeve caps are done separately last but i think i might do it differently than the sleeve caps the one thing i'm not crazy about with that sweater is that the sleeves kind of create a triangular shape and i think i might just do a really simple cap yeah. like pick up the stitches and do a, a closer fitting top down cap right. sleeve right um, so I got that, and then I also got this yarn, new yarn. Oh, I'm so excited about this project. This is Svalbard, and Svalbard is 80% ultra merino and 20% cashmere. And I'm going to use this to knit my Maxfield cardigan, another Amy Christopher's pattern. And I got two variegated colorways, which are kind of, it's kind of a crazy idea, but I swatched them together. Ooh. And it's a cable construction, right? It is. It's like plied, plies. Yeah, it's like, um, I think this is, I think this might be considered Navajo plied. Maybe. Let me see. Can I untwist it? Oh, I, because it's yeah, not I a can. hand ply. It's like, because there are individual plies it is that are a, plied together. It looks like. There are four two-plies. There are four two-plies. Yeah, it's not... Uh, yeah. But it's almost like it's braided. It's four, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's not... It doesn't look like the four plies are plied. It looks like they're... Braided. Like, twined or yeah, braided or somehow, something. Yeah, um, somehow... And so the main colorway is blues and black. So it's like... Uh, like a, ranges from like ultramarine to really dark, dark, like a black. teal, and then almost a purple. Yeah, and then black An ultramarine kind of look. Um, yeah, deep sea is what I would call this colorway yes. if I were to give it a name. And then the other uh, colorway I got to go with it, and I should post a picture of this, is a little more like desert sunset. Maybe it has the same kind of purpley. Right, it has this purple that matches the other one, but then it also has like a maroon and like an orange, um, a, a rusty orange red, and a lighter teal, and maybe a smidge of green pops in yeah. and out. Yeah. So this would be the contrast color. 
For the Chevron. Uh, for the Chevron. And um, I <clears throat> I just tried swatching the two colors in two row repeats, and then I fake Chevron it uh -huh. to see. And it looked really cool. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a great sweater. I'm a little paranoid again about yarn amounts, but this is maybe my theme this year. I swear, so far, every Uli project I've done, I have, like, down to the wire skin of my teeth, which means I'm getting rid of all the yarn. Yay! But um, I went based on the recommendations in the pattern, um, so hopefully this is enough, but I feel like if for some reason the way that uh, Maxfield is constructed is you knit the sleeves and then you knit the body um, from the bottom up and you knit it, but with really thin fronts, like, I don't know, let's say 10 stitches on each front. And then you knit that, the, that collar, the panel yeah. in two pieces that you join in the back and you, um, you put it, you attach it to yeah. the main body of the sweater. So if I were running out of yarn, it would be like towards the top of the shawl collar and I right. could probably get, yeah. this wouldn't have to exactly match uh, the the main color I could get some another so skein of this, but I think if we're thinking about the order in which you knit this. You knit the sleeves first, which what, is great because what so I always but, stall out. But do we do we care if like the sleeves because the sleeves are striped, right? They have like chevron chunks. Yes. So would it make more sense to do the the front borders first just because I, you would want I mean those would be like the most visible I think if you look at it I think the sleeves end up feeling more visible okay because see how like let's and let's see if I can find a good one like where it's really clear I actually think that kiss kiss kiddo these are a good example of them so the big chunk of the main color that you see is uh -huh. in the upper part of the sleeve. Right. And I think these front panels, you could knit, and if I started to run out, which I don't think I will again, it would go back on the back here, in the back of your neck. Okay. So you knit both sides up and then graft? Yes. Okay. And you knit the sleeves... To the yeah, and then you join everything and knit the body. She might have done this a little differently. Let me see. Amy's version is a little maybe a little more clear. No, it might not even just be just might not be ten stitches. So I don't think I'm just I'm gonna look what the what are the yarn requirements. So for the first two sizes you need na a twenty-five for the first two sizes of the main color, and I have 826. So even if I decide to knit the 43, I should have enough. Right. So I think that, you know, I was surprised at how little in the end it was. And then I got, it's uh, two skeins of the contrasting color no matter what size you knit. And so I got... 500 yards instead of 550 because I figured I wouldn't need quite as much. Right. I think I'm going to be fine. Okay. Uh, this was all, the reason that I bought this game was this was all they had of this right. color right. way. Right. So I couldn't get a second one. Roxanne offered to dye another version, order, but I'm yeah. always worried that, like, if I love something in the store, then I have them dye to order, and it's not 
exactly exactly this that I fell in love with. Right. So I'd rather like cross my fingers and maybe use a little, maybe like at the top of the here, make right. it all the contrasting if I have to. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, the big swatches of the main color are the back and the top of the shoulders. So I think it should be. So I think, yeah, I think I'm going to start this next. So there's no, there's no reason why you would run out of yarn. You have enough yarn for the I do have enough ones. yarn. But I feel like this pattern, this this one I'm knitting now, maybe I didn't have enough yarn. Did I not have enough yarn for this from the beginning? Well, your gauge was different from the pattern gauge. Right. So. Right. And are you getting gauge for? Um, I haven't. You know what? I didn't swatch for gauge, but I will. The um, original. Where is this? I think as long as you're getting gauge. You'll be fine. Um, I think that it will be, I can't remember what my gauge, what the gauge was. And I didn't gauge, I didn't do the swatch in pattern, so I have to do some gauge swatching. Right. Um, so I had 11.44, and Bailey Cardigan for this size required 11.76, but you're right. So I had a little less, and... You're knitting a little bit I'm a bit little, tighter. yeah, tighter. So that definitely has made the difference. Right. So um, it's funny cause, because Ming is really advertised as more of a worsted weight yarn, like 19 stitches over four. And, and the funny thing is when done. I swatched on sixes. You got like 22. I got 22. Right. Yeah. I guess I really should swatch on bigger needles and see how I like see it. See how you like it. I... Swatch on sixes, I got 20.5. I bet my swatching on, like, eights would be like your swatching on sevens. Yeah, I wonder. So, swatch on sevens, because you might like it just as well. My swatching on sevens, I don't... It's just... I'll, I can show you that swatch. It's just not as clean looking as my sixes. Too lean. So, um... So, I'm close, though, on the sleeve. Oh, so I actually picked up, here's my knitting catastrophe, my knitting annoyance on this project is I picked up the stitches and knit the sleeve cap on this last week. Then I went to Portland, and I picked up the stitches and knit the sleeve cap on the other side. Uh-huh. And I got to the bottom, and I realized I had only picked up, I was like, wow, this sleeve looks really small. As I started to knit down, I knitted about three inches. And I counted my stitches. I had only picked up 50 stitches for the sleeve cap when I picked up 60 on oh. the other. Because I had just like not been thinking of the math. I picked up 10 on, on the underarm, and then I was like, oh, I need 20 for each side going up, but I really needed 25. And that's why this side doesn't have a sleeve cap. I actually had like knit down some of the sleeve already. Oh, man. Yeah, it was a huge bummer. That's so I would be a little bit further had I not done that. <laughs> Damn it. So, that is so frustrating. It is really frustrating. But it's your the finished product's gonna be awesome. It so. is. Yes, I'm excited. So speaking of finished products. I know. The end of my five year saga with the board sweater is <laughs> over. Really five years. I I yeah, two thousand nine. January of two thousand nine was so when I cast that thing on. Four years. Okay. Or maybe it was 2000. I don't remember. I'm trying to remember. You got it at the at, at Stitches. Let's see. Did you... Um, is I it even knows if my dates are accurate. Yeah, yeah. I posted it. 
And we could go back to old Stitches episodes and see when you bought it. Um, but man, did it take forever. <laughs> Wait, where is it? Um, born. Oh. There we go. Born it, episode. So it was yeah. not recently started. <laughs> <laughs> it took a long time. It took forever. Oh, yeah, no, you were definitely knitting this when I was pregnant with Adrian. So in the summer of 09, I remember you working on this. Yeah. It looks great. Yay! Um, it's a great... They get the zipper installed. It costs 10 bucks. Yeah. It's so worth it. It looks great. So thank God I didn't have to, like, do that myself. Um, it's a great color for Harold, too. It's terrific. Hurrah! Yay! That's <laughs> huge. It's finally done! Um, I have, like, one and... A quarter skeins left over. Are you going to do something with it, or is it... Uh, no. I might have to, like, get rid of that yarn. I mean, after knitting all that, I'm pretty much done. Oh, hey, you're wearing the Pimlico. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I finally updated my Ravelry projects. How did wearing it go? Uh, I you? still have the issues with the sleeves. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. A lot of comments were like, you should just wait until... You know, you're back to a normal, yeah, a normal shape, and then decide. I'm like, huh? Maybe that's good advice. <laughs> People say nice things about it. Um, yeah, I the sleeves. I mean, it depends on how you're going to use it, but it, and you'll see then how if the sleeves are really getting in the way. Right. The other thing, as I was wearing it around. It's hard to wear with a bag of any kind mm. because of the, the whole bat wing. Yeah. Um, it's, this is what I run into with all of my weirdly shaped sweaters that I like to knit. Like, mm -hmm. like what was the other one? The checkerboard one. Iceland. Iceland. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know why I love to knit those sweaters so much. Why do I love to knit those sweaters so much? Well, I mean, we talked about this, I think, recently, where <laughs> you said, where I'm like, maybe you're just a process knitter. Uh, am I? You know? I don't know. I think something looks so cool, and then I realize that it's totally impractical. Yeah. I think you look at something like the checkerboard sweater, especially. I was thinking that one, because you're like, oh, how was that done? Let me see if I can do. Let, let me. I want to do that. Right. And then afterwards, you're like, "Oh, I didn't really think about wearing this. I just thought about what, it, how it was constructed." And you know? you know, when 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 something is constructed kind of oddly, sometimes the fit just does not feel right. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what ends up happening. In, mm -hmm. the, in the case of the backgammon sweater. Uh, yes, I think that, and it was a funny shape, that sweater, right? Like, it's kind of it a little fitted, skirty. and then, like, it was, a skirt. It was super fitted on top, and then very skirty mm -hmm. and voluminous at the bottom. Mm -hmm. And it already used kind of a bulky yarn, right. lit at, knit at a loose gauge. And so, the fabric was, like, both drapey and bulky at the same time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Which is just funny. Looking back at your projects. Oh, there's Iceland. Yeah, Iceland. So Iceland was knit side to side, right? Yeah. And then you pick up for the bottom band, and then there's a pick up for the cowl neck. Yeah. But those sleeves are so drapey. They're just too... 
They're just too much. But, yeah, I'm like, I was thinking, oh, could you wear it to work if you worked, like, in a cold office? But those sleeves would probably get in the way, right? Yeah. yeah. And you also have the bag problem. Mm-hmm. The backgammon sweater, which was called the Swing Jacket by Sherry Moore. Yeah, again, super interesting construction. Knit from side to side? Yeah. Yeah, with short rows. I mean, you said it's fun to, fun to knit. Um... But in the end, just was too much fabric at the bottom. Yeah, I can see that. I can see how that would... Yeah, and it, they, the front's kind of cross. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm just like... So I think that you... I think there are things that you're <laughs> going to knit because they're fun to knit, and there's things that you're going to knit because you're going to get use out of it. You knit a lot of scarves, my I friend. I know, I know. Wow. And socks. And hats. It's interesting to go back over your history of sweaters. Ah, oh, that poncho. Oh, look. That's a Ming, your Ming neck warmer. My Ming neck warmer. Which still looks great. Yeah. I had no pilling issues with that, but then I don't wear it that much, so. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's interesting because I think the sweaters you knit for other people are the ones that are most likely the ones that get, get worn. I mean, it's this vest for Harold that looks great. Oh, but your Port- your Portland looks great. I think for you, like the Portland sweater, the Notre Dame de Grasse, which I don't know how much you've really worn over the years. What about the Vine Lace cardigan? How much wear the, the My one complaint about Vine Lace is that there's no shoulder shaping. Mm. It's just like... So it doesn't stay on And so, now. yeah, then... the So there's a big collar in the front that changes into a tiny sliver of a collar in the back mm-hmm. because there's you didn't raise the back neck. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of weird in that way. Mm-hmm. But it, it is a very warm sweater. Um, that's, yeah. Little details like that actually make a difference. Mm-hmm. I think I agree. Yeah. Um, so what are you, knit, are you knitting right now? So I said I was going to cast on Bad Oyster in my... Pigeon Roof Studios, Electric Rose, Sock, and I did. And it's all, first of all, this yarn, it's so gorgeous. Holy cow. This colorway, I love this colorway. And it's like crazy, but I love it. Yeah, it's like turquoise and pink and white and gold and, and yellow and navy. And what? It's just, yeah, it's just crazy, but it works. And um, I did not know how this was constructed until, so let me see. So you cast on. Basically for the fringe and then one stitch and then you're increasing with what twisted stitch mm. on either side of so you're knitting a triangle from the tip of the triangle out. With like a you're keeping this like twenty stitch, stitch fringe panel. At the end I'm gonna cut down the middle, unravel all of this and to that make the fringe. Awesome. That makes me want to knit it. Like yeah. when I just saw that it was a fringe scarf, I was like, meh, but that idea yeah. sounds exciting. That's very process I mean, oriented. It's perfect for this yarn, I have to say. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's going to be like, yay, stuck in it. But like the <laughs> colors keep you like in- interested. And I think that it will do really well with fringe. Like that's going to be really interesting. Yeah. yeah, and it'll be my first steak. Oh, nice. Yeah. I actually have never 
This is sort of the, like, it's supposed to fall apart, so it's kind of perfect. Exactly. Yeah. Yay! Yay. And then I started a fisherman's um, scarf for my dad. Um, and it's turning out really nice. It's like, has a seed stitch border, two cables, and like a Yeah, I a like ladder. a ladder, a garter stitch ladder. I have... Um, But I'm I'm knitting all pigeon roof right now because it's in pigeon roof. Oh, that's yeah. yeah. Vitals. What weight yarn is that? It's like a like a DK. Okay. So um, it's coming out a little slimmer than the original pattern, but my dad wanted a less bulky scarf. So I kind of wish that's what I knit for my dad. That's what that scarf I made for him. Like when I was so happy before we went to Portland. I just, I, I realized I was about two-thirds of the way done, and I was like, I'm not taking this project with me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, it's going to go back into commuting when I go back to work. Um, so what I did take to Portland, I took Bailey with me, but I also took these Java socks, which I think I had cast on last uh-huh. time we talked, um, in my favorite beloved I like colors. how your, your knitting projects are kind of thematically color linked. <laughs> yeah, perfect brown. Yeah. Yeah. They're be- yeah, they're very nice. But what's neat about these Java socks, which I saw in visually but didn't really understand until I knit them, is that the gusset shaping actually happens on the top of the sock. Ooh. So after you pick up for the gusset, you start the pattern. Um, so normally you wouldn't knit the pattern in the gusset. Right. Um, but you start the pattern again in the gusset. And along the top, and then you reduce um, at the top of the foot, so you end up getting like a triangular, a triangular shape, like that. Nice. And then uh, the gussets are, have the pattern on it, and the pattern is—it's a four-row pattern. Really, you know, you memorize it right away. Um, it is getting a little tedious, but I'm hoping to finish this sock before the end of February. Is this for again, John. Nice. And then start to have the second one in March, so it will be... I feel like if I can hit one sock a month, <laughs> that would be huge, especially considering I still have a lot of sock yarn. Aha! Which brings us to the blanket thread. Oh! <laughs> um, how I, I am kind of like the... Who is it who said, I just think of Sambal? <laughs> oh, yes. So, okay, that's the funny, funny thing. So, this is uh, the Slowly But Surely Making a Blanket Along. Right. And it's abbreviated S-B-S-M-A-B-A-L. So, I, in my head, just to clarify from what I've been thinking, which is what somebody else had written, is I've been thinking Sibsmaball. But someone came up with Sibismal, which I thought was really good. <laughs> It's like a blanket abyss. Yes. It's abysmal. It's abysmal. I've fallen into this abyss. <laughs> um, so this thread got started, I think, in the Uli. I think we started talking in Ulio to chat about it. And then um, it made me feel guilty about my Babette that I think I figured out I started in like 2000 and. I learned how to crochet to make the Babette, and I have not touched it since 2009. Shopping for Babette was really fun, though. It was really fun, <laughs> but, you know, it would be nice to actually have a blanket. So I made a commitment to either um, to knit a block, or knit, crochet a block every week, um, starting March in March, 
or in lieu of like four blocks, I could sew a whole section together. So I think that's actually what I'm going to do in March is pick a section to sew together because the way that Babette is constructed is you crochet like a hundred million, million different sizes, sizes squares. squares and then you assemble it in different ways to, you know, you assemble blocks of it together and then you assemble, then you put those blocks together. And I don't know, I have to pull out the pattern, I have to go all the way back to the beginning. I think I'm about halfway through crocheting the blocks, um, but so I think I could probably assemble a couple of sections. And that would probably make me feel really motivated if I started to see it come together instead of right. just having piles of granny squares. Right. So um, luckily for me, I do feel a little immune to the blanket bug. So uh, what's been happening to people is they've been looking in the Simsma ball or Sibismal <laughs> thread and deciding to start a blanket like my coworker, Chrissy J. I <laughs> she started reading that thread and all of a sudden went to nitpicks and bought a bunch of yarn and a blanket. But I think she's not a stasher. I the think- problem with blankets is like if you're buying for a blanket, then mm-hmm. suddenly your stash size uh-huh. like by 2,000 Yeah, I mean, it's just like the yardage that you gain. But you joined. I you. did, because I still have that Noro Silk Garden Granny Square blanket. And how far do you think you are? I have like you? six blocks. And it's 12 blocks? And, I mean, as big as I can make it would be better. The bigger, right. the better. Um, right. How big is each block? About a foot. All right, so 12 blocks would be six by six. Yeah. That's not bad, 72 by 72. And it's it's like just like a it's a very basic granny I mean mm-hmm. it's like and and one I'm basically knitting each ball of silk garden is one block. Mhm. So it's very like easy to do. Mhm. I mean I I should just do it. Have you seen Okay, I said I'm immune, but the one the two um the two blankets that I have not sort of been like, oh, this would be interesting. Are these the 10-stitch Noro blankets? Oh, yeah. Um, which are knit, basically it's 10 stitches, and one's in a circle and one's in a square, right? Yeah. And you just knit out from the center and just keep going. And that would be a great way, like, if you wanted to just buy a skein of Noro. If I were to do that, which I'm not saying I am... <laughs> I would like knit the Noro silk garden that I have, and then when I was ready to attach a new ball, just go buy one. Then that'd be a good way to sort of. I think I would. Um, I would do the square. Yeah, I don't think I would do the the circle unless I'm just gonna. That would for me. I always think of circles more as uh, little rugs. Uh-huh. So I think that would be something that I would think of more as a, a rug. I think that ten stitch circle would be good for like. If you're doing seat cushions or something. Mm, that would be really pretty. Um, so there's some phenomenal things going on in that thread. And a lot of people who are surprisingly close. And then a lot of people who are like, oh, let's start. So there are no prizes. This is really just like let's inspire each other and cheer each other on. Because the amount of money and time and yarn that goes into a blanket is significant. And they deserve to be finished. My problem is that I I feel like I'm all talk when it comes to blankets. Uh, and I no just, follow through. Except it, unless it's like an udon blanket. I kind of... Okay, so I'm looking at the circular version now. I kind of love it. I wish I could make it the circle and then somehow make it square it off. Is that possible? 
Anything's possible, I guess. How could I do that? Um, so they are the 10 Stitch Twist by Frankie Brown. It's a free pattern on Ravelry. And the 10 Stitch Blanket, also by Frankie Brown and free on Ravelry. Um, and the, the ones that are shown as the project um, examples are both, I think, knit in the same colorway throughout. But I'm curious to see if anybody did. Wow, there's some amazing versions of this. I'm curious to see if anybody used different colorways. It doesn't look like that's the popular way to do it. But there's 83 pages of projects. That's true. That is a... Let's see, how many of them involve Noro? Only 11 pages. <laughs> um, oh, somebody made a bunch of tench stitch squares and put them together. That looks cool. That is cool. Um... Anyway, so if you have a blanket lingering in your stash, um, I think it's amazing how many come on people over. are embarking on the Hexapuff blanket. Oh my gosh. I mean, when I first heard of that project, I was like, yes, I must. And now I'm like, you are insane. Not you people, me. I would be insane to do that because I know from my Babette experience how that would go. And I just have to. I think it's the sewing thing. The sewing thing is what stops me. I mean, even though I'm knitting these foot, you know, like, it's not that much sewing, really. <laughs> and I am still like, oh, I gotta sew it all together. Right, these big, right. But if I had, like, hundreds of hexi pops that I had to sew together, I would just cry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think you could take those to the tailor and have them do that for you. No, no, no. Um, so, um, I think, though... I'm thinking, like, oh, maybe the, your Noro Silk Garden Blanket is a good um, early baby project because yeah. there's only one thing, you know, just the crochet hook. I should set a goal for, like, and even if I just do crochet a square a month, mm-hmm. I mean, in a year, it'll be done. In less, less than a year. Yeah, or maybe, like, what I'm doing, maybe what you should do is say, okay, I'm going to sew two squares together a week yeah. and then you have your first six at least attached and then that might inspire you to crochet the other ones. Right. I think part of it is that neither of us picked up the speed with crochet at which we were told crochet had. And so I think there's a little bit of us, or for me, I'm thinking, well, every time I go back to it, I'm like, I have to like relook yeah. at like, you know, how you're supposed to do it. And like, it's been four years since I've made one of those Babette squares. I really hope my muscle memory still exists. Right. Otherwise, it's going to be the world's tiniest blanket. I mean, I crocheted um, a little border around the zipper pull for um, the Born sweater. Mm-hmm. And I had to look up, like, what single crochet was again. Because <laughs> I was like, what is yeah, it? Do I pull it through twice? Yeah, I don't remember. What? <laughs> So funny. All right, so we've got a lot of challenges going on. The Uli 2 has not yet closed. It will close. So you have until the 25th of February to finish, and then I close the thread two days later. And uh, the winner um, of Uli 2 is going to receive a copy of Alana Dacos's uh, new botanical knits. Ooh, I forgot to mention, I went when I went to Portland, I did go to Knit Pearl. I bought two skeins of Madeline Tosh. So pretty. I bought the DK and Candlewick to make another Zuzu's Petals 
um, for my mom, I think it will solve. She wants to have a, a triangular scarf or shawl to wear as a scarf, like the bandit style. And I really think this is the way to go, hopefully. Um, and then I bought a skein of the Pashmina Worsted in Cousteau. I think I'm going to knit that um, that close style hat from Alana's book out of it. So I'm excited. So pretty. Um, so there's that challenge. There's the Sabismal, if you are so inclined, <laughs> as I said. Um, I wanted to thank a few people who have offered to help moderate the group just because I realized when I started a second along that I had maybe bitten off more than I could chew. So um, Bungalow312 Kim is helping moderate the um, blanket thread. And we were trying to make a list of everybody who was participating, but it got to be a lot of people. So what we're going to do is when you finish, let us know, and we are going to start a blanket finishers hall of fame, and you'll be inducted in there somehow. I'm not sure how we're going to do that. Um <laughs> And I want to thank uh, Meg Nepenthe and Stephanie S.S. Burke for helping to moderate the um, Uli threads. Um, Meg's going to help me out with the Uli chat. So if you have questions, she will sort of direct you to where you can find that answer or direct it to me if it needs uh, moderation. But just remember, like, whatever seems to work and be fair. That's that's what I want. <laughs> and then Stephanie's going to help me with the FO thread just because some people were double posting. So we want to make sure to keep those double postings only post once in the FO thread, if you could please remember that. And then you can always go back and edit your post. if you Or you can add projects to the one post right. that you make. Yes, you can yeah. edit your one post. That's yeah. what I want you to do because it makes it really much easier for me to pick a winner if everybody only has one post and then I can put numbers into the random number generator and then go to that number. When you guys post twice, then I have to like subtract numbers and count and it gets... There's math going on that I'm just not used to. <laughs> so I just want to make sure that you... Um, I just want you to make it easy on me, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so um, It's easy enough to do that. It is. Just remember, yeah. only post once, then you can edit that. So um, thanks for listening, um, and maybe we'll have news for you by the time we post. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Hello, everyone. I have taken so long to edit this episode that Jenny did, in fact, have her baby on March 4th, uh, Matilda Jane Check joined our ranks. Um, she is adorable and in great health. Um, Mom is doing great. Dad is doing great. Thank you, everyone, who has expressed well wishes on the Ravelry thread. And I just posted a picture of the three of us um, up to Twitter on today, Thursday, March 7th. Um, Anyway, thank you everybody for being such a great community for us. We really appreciate it. I wanted to announce the winner of Uli02, who is Pearly Peach. And I also wanted just to put a little plug in. Earlier this week, I was on the Yarn Thing podcast with Marley Bird, and the other guests were Sister Diane from the Crafty Pod podcast and Jasmine of the Knitmore Girls podcast. So I will post a link in the show notes and give that a listen if you're interested. And hopefully I will be back here and possibly with Jenny talking to y'all real soon. Take care. Thanks. Bye-bye.